1: Welcome to this episode of Fountain of Useless Knowledge. On this episode we'll be talking about buried treasures. Looking for hidden treasure has been around for a very long time. From the conquistadors looking for the hidden city of gold, to people in the western part of the United States looking for the lost Dutchman's gold mine. The lure of the adventure and the riches have always been a temptation. In the South, it has tales and legends of treasures from old steamboats that used to travel the Mississippi River or outlaw gangs or treasures hidden during the Civil War. Yes, the South also has stories and legends even about pirates hiding their gold there. Outlaws. From those of you from Purvis, Mississippi, there is this long lost tale. In July of 1891, when a party of five men came to Purvis, Mississippi... They were packing a surveying outfit and a map of the surrounding countryside with them. They drew attention to themselves when they started making strange movements around the area. When people started asking them about what they were doing, they said they were from the United States Geological Survey. They said they had been sent to set up stones on the Meridian Line, when in reality they were there looking for hidden treasure. It was later learned they had found a brass cannon on the banks of Red Creek, nine miles east of Paris, Mississippi, inside the cannon, they've discovered remains of pieces of gold. The cannon was over six feet long, with a bore being about six inches in diameter. The legend of this brass cannon was known by the local Native Americans, but nobody really paid too much attention to the stories until the cannon was actually found. How many of you ever heard of James Copeland? James Copeland, who was also known as the Southern Land Pirate, and his gang harassed the people of Perry County, now Lomar County, Mississippi, for nearly 18 years, from 1839 to 1857. Copeland began his career as a criminal by stealing hogs, but after positioning himself with other local troublemakers like Gail Wages and Charles McGrath, his plunders and crimes increased both in amount and in importance. Copeland gang went far and wide in Perry County, and outside of the county's surroundings as well, stealing anything that they could get their hands on, including farm animals and tools. During several home invasions, Copeland and his gang also made off with silver and gold coins, jewelry, and family heirlooms, including silver flatware. One time, Copeland was imprisoned for a brief time in 1843. Afterward, he and his gang took revenge by burning down the Perry County Courthouse. In the first few years of its period of terror, the Copeland gang were virtually left alone to do what they wanted to do. Local law enforcement practically did not exist, and the vigilantes who tried to bring the gang to justice early on were unorganized and inept. This allowed Copeland and his gang of followers to progress to the point they actually committed murder. Since Copeland was always running and always one step ahead, he began bearing stashes of his stolen treasure in sorted parts of Perry County. One of his men, who was later caught, is reported as saying that one of Copeland's stashes was buried in or near Catahoula Swamp and that it held nearly 230000 in gold coin and jewelry. This gang member, after disclosing the type and size of the buried treasure, ...refused to tell its direct location and was afterward hung by vigilantes. By 1857, all of Copeland's gang had met their destiny. Most were hung by the hands of vigilantes, who had chased each and every one of them down with hearts full of revenge. Copeland himself was hung on October thirtieth, 1857. Copeland went to his grave without telling of a single place that his buried treasure stashes were including the big one containing nearly a quarter million dollars' worth of gold. Since Copeland's gang and its roaming and plunders in today's Lamar County, Mississippi, are within reason and well-documented, this tale of buried treasure contains a great deal of believability. If anyone does decide to look for the Copeland Gang's treasures, remember that the historical records to look for are Perry County and not Lamar County, which did not exist at the time. Be sure and stay tuned. Because when I come back, I'm going to tell you about the buried treasure of one famous pirate. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> Welcome back to the Fountain of Useless Knowledge, where you're going to find out more than you really want to know. Did you guess which pirate I was talking about? If you did, then... Yes, it was that most famous pirate, John Lafitte. He is purported to have at least a thousand crew. The myth that surrounds Lafitte... ...represents him as both outlaw and hero. He did not consider himself a pirate, but a privateer. The black market supplies that he traded... helped to keep up the southern and the time far western outreaches of the United States. This was a region of the country... ...that mostly the rest of the United States ignored at the time. New Orleans and the Delta counted on provisions from the piracy of Lafitte. It is rumored that Lafitte did not attack American ships... We only steal from the Spanish and from other pirates. The Devil's Punchbowl is a huge depression in bluffs along the Mississippi River, just north of Natchez, Mississippi. It was formed by nature and is a deep semicircle hole that cuts deeply inward into the bluff. It was hollowed out by the Mississippi River over time. It is a perfect place to hide. Considering it is only a few acres across this natural fort in the wilderness, it has more stories and legends about buried hidden her treasures per square foot than just about anywhere else on earth. Edward Teach, better known as Blackbeard, he would historically and traditionally bury his treasures. He would usually bury them in a remote, unpopulated spot. He did not want to risk the loot of the vessel he had captured at sea. So when a good possibility came about, at the end of the cruise he would hide it along shore. Blackbeard came to death in a fight with Lieutenant Maynard of the British Navy. Instead of facing a hang of the noose, his head was cut off and stuck on the pole of the British cruiser, and then traveled in its terrors of blood and beard up the waters of Virginia. His followers were slain or captured to be hanged later. Almost all were eventually killed. I said almost all, but legend has it that there were two survivors. One was Nancy Huffington. She was reportedly number 14 of Blackbeard's wives. It seems that Blackbeard would get rid of his wives in some handy fashion, but Nancy Huffington stuck to him the longest. It is said she was a terrible shrew, and the savage parrot would, for the most part, tremble himself at her furiousness. Another survivor of Blackbeard's ship was Matthew Hornsby, captain of Marines to Blackbeard. During the final struggle between Blackbeard and Maynard, Matthew Hornsby laid sick in a hidden shack of the town of Bath, North Carolina. Those two were the only known survivors who had the secret of where the buried treasures were located among the islets of Carolina. You see, there are many legends of buried treasures among the islets of North and South Carolina. Some stories say there are some buried between the waters of the Dee and Ashley. Pirates often found easy and secure harbor on one of more of these islands that were isolated from the mainland only by thin arms of the sea. They would bury the treasures while having wild orgies, and then butchering their unsuspecting captives over the treasure, and then would bury the treasure and the sacrifices in the same tomb together. I should warn you, though, that at the time it was the belief among pirates that the victims would haunt the protect treasure. It's said that supernatural beings rarely abandon their treasures. This ends this episode of Fountain of Useless Knowledge. To find out more about buried treasure, join me in two weeks when I will give you more trivia about more buried treasure. You can also go to my website, transmissionsfromanothergalaxy.com, and find out more about me, my other podcast, Transmissions from Another Galaxy. And you can also get in touch with me and get transcripts of these shows. You can also find out about my books I have for sale, one of which is titled Buried Treasures of the South. So remember to go to transmissionsfromanothergalaxy.com. Until next time, thank you for drinking more from the fountain of useless knowledge.